We're sporty gals today. We read a sport book. Yeah, hockey is not dissimilar to soccer. Sure. It's like soccer on ice, basically. Couldn't tell you. This very little hockey in the hockey book. Yeah, so uh Icebreaker by Hannah Grace. <laughs> Katie and I are puck bunnies now, I guess. Okay. First of all, the very first note that I took in my phone about this book was the fact that these hockey players group chat is called Puck Bunnies. It is so fucking funny. Which is the funniest shit I've ever heard. The the way that she wrote this group chat was very like on the nose for people vaguely in my age group. Yes. She did a great job. Yes. Puck Bunnies is a great group chat name. Yes. Incredible. Yeah. Flawless. No notes. Anyway, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, It's a little unhinged today. It's a Monday morning. Neither of us have gotten any sleep. Daylight savings. South by Southwest is going on. General malaise. Still (laughs) being general working journalists. Just surviving and not thriving all the time. It's spring break and I'm more stressed than I was not during spring break. Yeah, I I don't I'm working like five jobs this week, it feels like. So we're just trucking along. Anyway, we read the hockey book. Um and we loved it. The TikTok girlies are on to something. I know. I'm not on hockey TikTok or hockey romance TikTok or what, but you know what? You guys are right. This yeah. is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm not really on hockey romance TikTok either, but this one like infiltrated regular contemporary romance mm-hmm. TikTok. Mm-hmm. It broke through. Um, which is where I found it. And yeah, I I fucking loved it. Anyway, Abigail, would you like to read the blurb for us to to remind the people of this wonderful, ridiculous book? Yes, I would love to. With the tagline, a TikTok sensation. Truly. Truly. Sparks fly when a competitive figure skater and hockey team captain are forced to share a rink. Anastasia Allen has worked her entire life for a shot at Team USA It looks like everything is going according to plan when she gets a full scholarship to the University of California, Maple Hills, and lands a place on their competitive figure skating team. Nothing will stand in her way, not even the captain of the hockey team, Nate Hawkins. Great, great hero name, or great male lead name. Yeah, I love a Nate. It's a hot name. Except for Nate from Euphoria, which I was luckily able to, like, turn my brain off Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Otherwise, there are some exceptions. There are some, there are good Nates, though. This was a good Nate. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Nate's focus as team captain is on keeping his team on the ice, which is tricky when a facilities mishap means they are forced, <laughs> facilities mishap. Means they are forced to share a rink with the figure skating team, including Anastasia, who clearly can't stand him. But when Anastasia's skating partner faces an uncertain future... <laughs> Really, really stretching the truth here. Yeah, yeah. A, a few, a few little phrases carrying a lot of weight here. Yeah, she may have to look to Nate to take her shot. Sparks fly, but Anastasia isn't worried because she could never like a hockey player, right? Hee <laughs> Hmm. Okay, so in hindsight, I kind of have beef with this blurb. I do too, because I thought, and tell me if you thought that this was where this book was going the whole time. Mm-hmm. I thought that. Like, he was going to end up, like, competing with her. I did. Yeah. I did think that's what was going to happen. The blurb implies it, and also so does the plot. Yeah, and then he does not. Right. He just helps her practice. Yeah, let's get this out of the way. This book has very little plot. But also so much plot. Lots of things happen over the span of few months that is just life. 
Yeah, it's like over the whole school year. So it's very like there are some time jumps. Mm-hmm. And like I have to give Hannah Grace the author credit because she guides us through that really well, I feel like. Like mm-hmm. I definitely noticed some chapters, you know, because it's dual perspective. And so it would switch pretty evenly between we'll call her Stassi, I guess, because that's mainly what she's called in the book, not Anastasia. Another great name. Another great name. Um, big fan of of um well, fan is perhaps not the right word, but I am a Vanderpump Rules girly, so Sure. <laughs> Saucy Schroeder. Anyway. Um But there were like several moments, like I noticed there were like several chapters that the chapter started with like it had been six weeks since mm-hmm. X event, or it had been two weeks or or whatever. And normally I don't love that because I'm like, oh, you're skipping over so much but Mm -hmm. i think the goal was to make this book happen over the course of like a a school year and so i feel like hannah grace did a good job of like kind of telling us where we were at which i appreciate yeah i did notice one thing that she was doing with these like time jumps is it would cut off you know at somebody's perspective and then we would jump in and suddenly it was another time jump and then it would go back and kind of explain what happened in mm-hmm. the middle of that perspective. I had a little bit of beef with that because at points I was getting like, okay, wait, so we're not going to talk about when Nate passed out on her floor? Oh, right. And then it would be like a couple more pages and then we figure out what happened. So, but it wasn't that bad either. It was kind of just like, okay, wait, are we going to talk about this? Okay, we are. Yeah, I think it was because so much of this book... And I generally don't love this because I'm a I'm a show not tell kind of girl. I generally don't like when a lot of the book happens like within a character's internal monologue because mm-hmm. like I said I'm a, I'm a show not tell kind of girl. But I feel like because this book was so internal monologue heavy that like the telling of what previously happened like didn't really bother me as much. Mm. Mhm. It didn't really bother me. I just yeah. thought it was always kind of weird where there were a few instances where it was like, oh, okay, we're moving on, but then we're not moving on. Right. We're just kind of explaining for the most part what's going on, which yeah, is fine. It was like really heavily like like memory based, I guess is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like the characters, indivi- like they were remembering what had happened. Right. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Which I can't think of a... It's it's kind of a unique way to tell the story for me, but I can't really think of a better way to do a book that is told over the course of like eight months. Yeah, I don't know. Ten yeah. months. Yeah, that's true. A lot of ground to cover, which again, this book was fucking long. It's like 450 pages. 435 pages, the Kindle edition says, at least uh, on Goodreads, that's what it says. Mm. Um. So yeah, it was, it was long and I was like, I was kind of like, before I picked it up, I was like, here we go. Got to like get ready, right? Because I'm like, how? what is in a romance novel that needs to make it this long? It didn't feel that long. No, I really liked I, I, You said something the other day when we were talking about this book and you said it's very slice of life, mm-hmm. which I think is like the most appropriate way to describe this. Yeah. And I like a slice of life. Like, I think they're fun. There's a few others that I think we've talked about on the pod that we've kind of put in that camp of like more slice of life than necessarily plot Mm -hmm. and this definitely falls into that like there are big plot points but they either just like don't really come to a huge fruition or they're just kind of 
I don't know, stacked on top of each other to yeah. for character development purposes. There are also a lot of characters in this book, which sometimes I struggle with um, because I'm like, why are all these people here? But I think because the book is set in college, it like makes a lot of sense. Mm, yeah, that's the time where you're just around people all, all the, time. the time. Yeah. All the time. Like Stasi has roommates. Nate has roommates. Nate has like, a whole hockey team. Right. Yeah, like they, they both have like teammates and acquaintances and coaches and things like that. And so there were like some some reviews that complained about too many characters. But I'm like, this is the one type of book where this many characters make sense. Yes, I agree with that. This is truly a college experience in a book. Yeah. And there were certainly some times that I was like, who's this person again? But I was just like, oh, they're like another hockey player. I don't really. Yeah, I got a lot of the hockey players mixed up at times, but especially the ones that weren't in like the core the core group. group yeah but they also didn't matter all that much anyway so right like when russ comes up again at the end i was like remind me who this guy is again yeah but then hannah grace the author is like like reminds us why we should remember because he was the one who started all of the yeah let's talk about the <laughs> the facilities the mishap. facilities mishap which is certainly I one way to say it. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a bigger problem. We never really found out what happened. No, we do. Do we? Yeah. It was Russ's fault on accident. First, it was like a rumor. So what happened? Right. Was, but I mean, we never really find, like, there's yeah. no resolution to oh, it. Oh, no, no, no. They yeah. just fix it months right. later. Yeah. There's no, <laughs> there's no, like, big grand opening or whatever. Right. Or, like, true, like, investigation into what occurred, which but I feel like... Yeah. At a real university, there certainly would be. Right? It's just Russ slept with somebody whose older brother found out about it. The girl had gotten pregnant, but from somebody else, and then right. blamed Russ, and then the UCLA hockey team came and like broke their fucking ice machine. I don't remember, but I feel like that would be a bigger deal. Yeah, there would be like a criminal investigation. Right. For if shutting this were a real university. Shutting down a facility for months. Yeah, given I'm I'm fairly certain that the University of California Maple Hills is perhaps a smaller university than the one that I work at, but I can't imagine this shit would slide. <laughs> also, UC Maple Hills and UCLA are apparently both in Los Angeles. How does that work? Beats me. They're in the same system. I don't understand. I definitely kept forgetting that this book was in Los Angeles. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of place going on. It could nah. have been anywhere. Yeah, which is fine. I don't really care that much. Oh, I don't either. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so, so this book starts with this like ice rink drama that leads to the hockey team and the figure skating team, I They're suppose. A team. Yeah. Um, having to practice on the same rink, which like maybe UC Maple Hills is a bigger university than I'm imagining because two, I'm like, wouldn't those two things practice in the same place anyway? I, maybe this is just truly the hockey school of the West Coast. I don't know. I, we don't know anything about hockey. Yeah, I know nothing, man. Um, I know nothing. Can I just say this is off topic slightly? I don't know if it's because I'm really deep into Kelsey Ballerini TikTok, but I kept picturing Nate looking like Chase Stokes. Ooh. Also because on the cover, he like sort of resembles him. He's got like some floppy hair going on. I, hmm. 
Maybe. I don't know. That works for me. That's fine. I think it's also because I started watching the new season of Outer Banks and they're like similar age yes, group. That makes sense. So I drew some some lines. I don't know. He was just a generic tall man in my generic tall hot man. He's six four. I know. It's a tall man. Anyway, so Stasi and Nate hate each other. And it's the most tenuous enemies to lovers that I've read in a while. It does not last long. No. But basically, well, he has no beef with her. She has beef with him because she's like, I have a competition coming up. Get the fuck out of my skating rink. Yeah, she thinks that it's all them just like fucking around in this prank war that they kind of had gone wrong. And like, turns out it wasn't their fault, really. And Russ is upset and whatnot. And I don't know. Nate... Nate is just like the hockey player captain, or the hockey player captain. See, I know a lot about <laughs> hockey. Hockey player captain. <laughs> the hockey player captain. The hockey captain who's got, you know, he's a good guy. He's generally a very good guy. Yeah. He seems like a good leader. Seems like a good dude all around. And Stassi's just kind of uptight. Yeah. She's got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, she's like kind of, if you picture the kind of like stereotypical like Olympic bound athlete is kind of, you know that that that's what this feels like yeah that's exactly right she's like super disciplined has this like crazy like planner where yeah. she schedules out her whole life um all this stuff i i like that you wrote when you're describing nate on our outline document pretty much built in a lab which is like yeah yeah it's this like rich college kid who is actually a nice guy and i don't hate him right right there's this part late in the book I'm, I'm sure you clocked this, but there's because Stasi is reading romance novels a bunch in this book. Oh, boy. And then there's at the end, she goes, Nate Hawkins is a man written by a woman for sure. I highlighted it. <laughs> I was like, this is so meta. I love it. It's the kind of thing that if you told me that happened, it would make me cringe. Oh, and but in the book, I was like, yeah, you're right. Thank you. Yeah. You are correct. I've been thinking this the entire time. Right. You're also like you're you're right. But it's also literally true. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it did make me laugh. And then it was like the Helen Huang like shout out like right before that. Yeah. Which I thought was really cute. Yeah. So that was nice. Like a, a subtle a subtle shout, shout out because they don't mention her. They don't mention the book, but they or they don't mention the book title. Right. But they're describing the plot, and it's a very, if you know, you know. Yeah, which was very cute. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I know. I loved it. So Stasi has this partner that she skates with, Aaron, who is her roommate. And the fucking biggest shithead in any book that I have read in a long time. <gasps> like, I hated him so, so much more than any, like, romance novel villain in recent memory. He was, like, a cartoony villain, too. Yeah. Like, we've read some awful men in these books. He's he's like the on the the verge of being ridiculous, but I hated him so much. He's just a little shit. Yeah. He's just a little shit. And even like you know, the the resolution of that conflict at the end when he kind of explains that he's like kind of been going through I don't care. All this emotional trauma. I'm like, mm, I'm out. Like I don't care. Buddy, you know, all of us. Yeah. Same. Does doesn't give you the excuse to treat people like this. So it was really awful. But I kept expecting he would be even more awful than he ended up being. Like, um, also in this like first section of the book, Aaron gets hurt and blames the hockey team and basically blames Nate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like 
later on, um, this is not for a while until later in the book, but he ends up dropping Stasi. And I wrote in my notes, I was like, did he, did he drop her on purpose? Like, I thought it was going to be that nefarious. And thank God it wasn't. But Oh, I don't know. I still had doubts in my mind. Right. We never find out. Yeah. Yeah. They, they never come out and are like, no, he didn't do it on purpose. Or yes, he did or whatever. Right. But man, I fucking hate that guy. I know. And at first I thought he was going to be a pretty normal side character. Like they start and the the book opens with him and Stasi at practice, right? And they're like really good friends. Yeah, they're great friends. He's driving her home in his G wagon because he's also rich. Lots of people who are just fucking loaded in this book. Yeah. Um, and you know he at first he seems like not the worst, just kind of like just kind like, of a bratty college kid, yeah, but not like, like a bad person. A bit of a dick, but like fine. Yeah. And then no, he turns out to be the worst. Yeah, and he's, like, slut-shaming Stasi for having what I think is the healthiest sex life of any college student ever. Oh, yeah. Stasi has a, a very healthy friends with benefits yeah. at the beginning of this book. And they're, like, besties, and it's not complicated, and it's very, like, it's, sweet and loving. It's really cute. Yeah. It's really nice. It's this guy, Ryan, who is also just very nice to her. Who is like the captain of the basketball team. Yeah, she just, you know, she likes her sportsman. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. She's an athlete. Yeah. Makes sense. It make, yeah, it does make sense. And they just like kind of hook up. He's very nice to her. They hang out. Like, yeah, but then they like cuddle and stuff, but it's not romantic. They're no. just good friends. And then he ends up dating somebody else and she's happy for him and is like, oh yeah, we're not hooking up anymore. It's yeah. no big deal though. And she like kind of helps him get with this other girl too, like kind of, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not going to get in your way or whatever. Yeah. It's a cute little, cute little side plot of yeah. sorts of this is like her relationship with Ryan. It's the kind of friends with benefits that you always wish would actually work. Yeah. But I, in real life, it doesn't. I was thinking that. And I was like, is this true for anybody? Does yeah. anyone have a friends with benefits like that? I hope so. I hope so too. But like even my best situations were still a little awkward yeah when it ended you know i don't (laughs) but thank you for the insight (laughs) this is like the ideal in a perfect world situation i i sincerely doubt lots of 21 year olds have this kind of friends with benefits well you know this group of 21 year olds is incredibly emotionally mature Yes. And that's not something that's that surprising for me working with college students every day, but it's a little, a little bit of a stretch for me. Yes. Uh, Some of the men in this book are a little too emotionally intelligent at that age, I feel like. Yeah. Like, I really hope that these are the types of relationships that college students are having. I do too. I am skeptical, but, but I hope that this is the case. One of my early notes in the book is everyone in this book is so wholesome. And then we get to 18% where they (laughs) make out and more very quickly. Yeah, the sex scenes are certainly not few and far between. Um, So they're like, I wrote frenemies because it's not really enemies to lovers. It's kind of a frenemies. Yeah, she just kind of, he likes to annoy her and she is just a little uptight and kind of a hard ass and yeah they i don't know she never actually hates him no but she like fronts that she is 
Yeah. Or that she dies. And his internal monologue is very like, Haha, she's so annoying. That's funny. Yeah. It's it's they're very much just like poking at each other. Yeah. It's cute. But there's, you know, obviously all this tension building. So they do start hooking up. Um, and she is like kind of trying to be like, no, 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 this is just another friends with benefits thing. It's not I don't like you. What are you talking right. about? Yeah. But no, she does like him. Yeah. At 18%, they hook up at a party. Not all the way, but they hook up. A lot of semi-public sexual uh, experiences <laughs> in this book. Yeah, do you want to talk about the Uber? <laughs> oh, my God. I was That was so stressful for me to read. I know. <laughs> they basically fool around in the back of an Uber that all of their drunk friends are in. And it's explained away by, like, everyone's too drunk to notice. And I'm like... I don't know, man. <laughs> People notice things. Yeah. You're not slick. It's fine. But they're coming home from the club. Yeah. Which they go to a very fancy club. Yeah. They know somebody. Bottle who works service at- and shit. Yeah. I've yeah, I've never had bottle service in my life. Congrats to these kiddos. Yeah, for real. Uh but they're in an Uber on the way home and Stas one this car setup doesn't make sense. They're in the very back seat, and Stassi's sitting on his lap. Any yeah. car that has a very back seat, it's not a single. No. It's two. Yeah. She doesn't have to sit on his lap. I understand why she is, but yeah. the car setup does not make sense. Yeah, I kept trying to, like, picture it, and I was there was no way I could picture it where it made sense to me. Nope. But, you know, we got it. Obviously, they can't be in the middle. Right. So. It's fine. And whatever. But they get in the back of the Uber. They hook up. Yeah. They do a lot in the back of this Uber. They surely do. Like a foot and a half from their friends. Yeah. Yeah. Did you catch the Taylor Swift reference? I though? sure did. They did they fool around while listening to Cruel Summer. And then like the rest of that section of that scene plays out like the lyrics of the song because they're drunk in the back of the car. <gasps> and then they get inside and Stasi starts crying. Wow. Damn. I know. I didn't think past the, uh, oh, they're listening to Cruel Summer. Okay, what's going on here? So, yeah. So, during this whole middle stretch of the book, they're just, like, hooking up, being friends. A lot of sex scenes in this middle section. A lot of sex scenes. Not as many in the, like, back section. Yeah. So, after Aaron gets injured uh, and blames the hockey team, the coach threatens to pull, like, the whole hockey team off unless somebody fesses up. And Nate, being the, uh, you know, stand-up captain he is, says that he did it, even though he didn't. Like, no one actually hurt Aaron. But he says he did it so the rest of the hockey team can play. And his punishment is he can't play hockey until Aaron can skate again. And so... Which feels like a reasonable, level-headed punishment to me. I thought it was kind of weird. I mean, it is kind of weird, but, like, it seems fair, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess if he had actually, you know hurt himself from the hockey team. Right. That would make sense, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just knew this kid was a shit, so I was like, he's going to fake it as long as possible. Right. Which, yeah, kind of is what happens. Yeah. Yeah, so there's like this whole middle stretch where Nate is helping Stasi practice. Yeah, because she's got a big competition coming up. Uh, and Aaron drops her at sectionals. Yeah. But they still make it. And so she's got to prep for nationals, but Aaron can't skate again. Mm-hmm. And so he like re injured himself, basically. Right. And so Nate steps up and helps her practice. I thought this was going to be more of part of the book. 
Yeah, me too. There's really not a lot of figure skating or hockey. No, you do this. not need to know anything about hockey. Which is nice. Yeah, <laughs> fine by me. But you don't even like watch a game in the book. No. You get you see like a before and an after, but there's no And they beat UT Austin eight to three. Yeah, where the fuck is a UT Austin hockey team? We have one. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm fairly certain. <laughs> where the fuck is our arena? Well, I mean it's a club team. Oh. Kind of like Quidditch. Oh. You know? Okay. So it's not like NCAA, but it's like competitive. Yeah, but they wouldn't have played. They might. I don't know how club hockey... I shouldn't say anything at all. I don't know how this works. But yes, all of that is to say that's like the extent of the hockey that we get in the book, which is like after game scores or whatever. Yep. I know nothing about how good Nate actually is at hockey. Right. Other than there is one scene later in the book where Stassi goes and watches him play and she's like, everyone in the stands was talking about how great you are. Yeah. So whatever. But before that, he's still helping Stassi practice. Mm Mm-hmm. And using an excellent plot device from romance novels, he's like, but we have to, or she's like, who, who, which of them says it? That they can't sleep together? Yeah. Stassi. Stassi says that they can't sleep together while they're partners or whatever, because it's distracting. Yes. But then Stassi moves in. Yeah. (laughs) And is like sleeping in Nate's bed every night. But they aren't sleeping together, and she's just, like, living there. Yeah, there's, like, a pillow barrier between them <laughs> and bed, which is which is very funny. Yes. Um, but, yeah, they just, like, both get their lives together, like, while they live together in this. It's not a frat house, but it's, like, for the hockey guys that all live together. Yeah, and Nate's dad owns the house or something. So nobody pays rent, I guess? I yeah, don't know. I guess. I don't know. And there's, like, there's at least four of them living in this house, if not more. It's Robbie, JJ, Henry, and then Nate. Yeah, so four. At but least. other pe- the other hockey players come and go frequently. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's the party house. But yeah, there are like all these other like nice little things that start happening like Nate helps Stassi realize that her like this like diet that Aaron has her on is not good for her cuz she's like not eating enough. Aaron gave her an eating disorder. Right. Like, accidentally. Well, he didn't... She didn't realize that that's what was... Right. She didn't realize that she was being unhealthy. She was just like, I trust this guy to, like, help me. After all he does was, like, bitch at her for, like, gaining any weight. Right. Saying he couldn't lift her. Which, like, come the fuck on. This was the most, like, malicious thing I've read in a romance novel in a long time. I felt like this. Like, this was just wild to me. And then he plays dumb about it later on. He's got her on this meal plan where it's just all vegetables. Yeah. And then, like, a little bit of protein. And as as somebody who, like, started working out pretty frequently in the last couple years, and I don't, like, track what I eat or anything like that, but, like, I'm fucking hungry, like, all the time. Yeah. Like, I cannot imagine not eating a carb. Or like, yeah, only eating vegetables. Yeah, it this I don't know. This was horrifying to me. It yeah. was getting really upsetting. And then she gains like twelve pounds or something, all in muscle because she's an athlete. Yeah, you have to have protein and carbs and whatnot to get stronger. Which is great for one thing. This feels like a slight plot hole to me because I feel like any college athletes usually have like they're like nutritionists and stuff that support. Mm -hmm. college athletic teams yeah but 
again, suspending disbelief here. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna, uh, yeah, suspending my disbelief here. But either way, this was horrifying to me. And it never really gets, because again, she like confronts him about it. And it it's never really, he kind of plays dumb and never admits to it. But like, he never says like, yeah, that's what I was doing. But he also never really says like, oh my God, I didn't mean that. So you never really find out like how, like what he was thinking, if it really was as mean-spirited or maybe he's just dumb and doesn't know. I couldn't tell either. Like if he was really just that manipulative of a person and just trying to keep her controlled. I don't know. This This was really generally disturbing to me. It was hard for me to tell how much of his behavior was actively malicious or just dumb yes or like he was just so wrapped up in his own shit that he didn't realize how manipulative he was being what made me think he was manipulative with like her food plan and everything was so often the guys are like i've seen aaron lift in the gym he can lift like 250 pounds or whatever which is definitely more than she weighs so right she's got to be like like 115 or something yeah she's that she's she's tiny yeah i pictured her being very short yeah 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 so yeah like he shouldn't have any that's what made me think the whole time that he was just like being manipulative and not just like playing dumb yeah yeah but that that was kind of my problem with the the resolution of the the Aaron plot line, which is like we never really figure out where on the scale of like manipulative versus or like malicious versus like kind of ignorant mm-hmm. he fell, yeah, because there were some things that he was like, I didn't realize I was being so like some kind of there were some things that he was like, oh, it wasn't on purpose or whatever, but right. we never really figure out what the like truth truth is yeah yeah um so yeah nate and stassi are skating around together for a while nate gets her on a better meal plan it's Mm -hmm. very sweet how they all of the guys just kind of like rally around her and they like learned she and jj like cook together it's really sweet it's really sweet and they just you know they kind of give her they they help her find a healthier relationship with like what she's eating and like helping her get stronger, Nate and her work out together and whatnot. It's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I I wrote in the notes for this section that I kind of liked that Aaron is the main, like the main, there's always a conflict in these relationships in these books, right? And like, it's usually something fucking so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, But I kind of liked that Aaron was the main conflict here because it seems like more realistic and like reasonable. I agree. Yeah, we didn't really have a moment in this book where they have this blowout breakup fight or anything. Yeah. The whole conflict is Nate wants to protect her from Aaron for a lot of it. And then she kind of comes to the realization that like, no, I want to handle this on my own. Yeah. And Nate's reluctant to let her because, you know, he's being protective and Anastasia is very uh well therapied. Yeah, for sure. And she's like kind of explaining to him like, you know, I realize that from the outside Aaron looks like a shithead, but you have to realize that like he's also an important person to me and there's nuance here and mm-hmm. I need to like handle it how I need to handle it. And like you don't have to agree with that, but like you got to be cool with it. Yeah. And also just I can handle it. You don't have to do all this. Right. Yeah. 
but you got to let me do it my own way. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice. And like these two, like they're just, they're great at communicating with each other, which is so rare. And which I think is maybe why I liked this book so much because it felt more, obviously there are things that are like, again, I said earlier, like these are very, very emotionally mature college students, which feels like a bit of a stretch, but it also feels closer to real life than some of the crazy miscommunication like drama arguments that happen in these books. Yeah, I agree. I did really like that. I w- I felt like I was waiting for the other shoe to drop mm-hmm. and I was really happy when it didn't happen. Right. And that they they had a fight, but it was like a normal one. And yeah, Nate apologizes to her and then they like work it out at a fancy restaurant. Right. And they bo- like anytime one of them like fucks up, they're like, oh, man. Sorry. Yeah. It's been fucked up. Yeah. yeah. It's really nice. But can we talk about Christmas? Yeah, have Christmas let's talk together. About, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> so, so they're escaping together. Everything's going great. You know, she's like living at the house. So is Lola. They yeah. like they just fucking left Aaron in their apartment that they share with him, which like you know, fine. But Lola's dating Robbie, which is very cute. Yeah. Uh, all of Nate's friends are fucking great. Yeah, Henry. Mm. Oh yeah. Actually, I hope the next book is about Henry. <laughs> Let's talk about Henry before we talk about Christmas, because I would fucking die for this kid. Yes, Henry is this little sophomore. I shouldn't say little, because he's a hockey player, so he's still, like, you know, a big man. Also, in theory, like a 20-year-old man, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't say little, but they, the seniors of the team kind of took Henry under their wing and let him move in with them, because he just, he didn't have a lot of friends. He was just, like, kind of this lonely kid, and they. Yeah, shy little guy. Yeah. He's really shy. He's not very social. And so Nate just kind of took him under his wing. And then he and Anastasia just formed this independent friendship. Yeah, they're like little besties. And like, it's like the type of friendship where she's like constantly telling Nate, like, I would leave you for Henry. <laughs> yeah. And Nate's like, oh, fair enough, I guess. Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. <laughs> I don't feel that threatened, but also, yeah, yeah, I understand. You know, it's fine. Yeah. It's very, very cute. Yeah. So they have this party at Christmas. Before they're all leaving to go in their respective holidays and whatnot. And Aaron shows up. And Henry punches Aaron. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, because Aaron has been talking shit about Stassi for months. Like, within earshot of the other guys. All the hockey guys have heard. Yeah, all the hockey guys have heard. Stassi doesn't know. Right. Because the hockey guys have been, like, protecting her, basically. Uh, Aaron's been telling awful things to their coach. Mm -hmm. That, like, Stassi's, like, sleeping around and Mm -hmm. whatnot. That she can't focus. That she's going to, like, throw the competition. Which is not true. And there's, like, reason for the coach to be kind of stressed about this because a previous player got pregnant. There's a couple unplanned pregnancies in this book. Yeah. So, yeah. So then, like, Henry beats up Aaron, which is... Very satisfying. Very satisfying. And then Nate kind of intervenes, but doesn't actually touch Aaron. And Henry gets to do all the heavy lifting, which go Henry. Mm-hmm. Again, we love Henry. It's good. It's a very wholesome little little friendship that the two of them have. Yep. So then Christmas actually happens, mm-hmm. and they go to each of their family's houses. Right. They plan trips to both Seattle, where she's right. from. And Colorado, where he's from, which makes, I mean, I was like, are you really going both places? And then I just kept having to remind myself that they're in college and they get like a month off. So like, yeah, you have time. Yeah. Because in my head, I'm like, Christmas is like for a week. I know. No, it does make, it did make sense to me. It, um, 
with just like one yeah you have a big fucking giant right winter break like what do you even i remember my first winter break i was like what the fuck do i do with myself right i even i even feel that way and i work over winter break. like i don't get it off off but it's still like god i have no kids for four weeks like what do i do what do i do yeah um stassi doesn't go home very often because Mm -hmm. she gets very anxious seeing her parents which i kind of understand why and kind of don't yeah, like her parents are very, they read as very kind, supportive people, but for someone as tightly wound as Stasi, that support comes off as pressure mm. or like presents itself as pressure. Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah, which I I think you and I can probably both identify with to an extent. <laughs> yep. <laughs> as, as good, competent people. Yeah, and tightly wound people. And tightly wound people, yes. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, high, high performance uh High-performing people, as my therapist would say. Mm. Yeah, there we go. I hate being described that way, but I'm like... High-perform... I'm not in therapy right now, but I feel like I think about this a lot, where I think about past jobs where it was like being punished for being competent almost. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have time for that today. (laughs) Laughs nervously. (laughs) That's not me at all. Definitely not us. Uh, but she and Nate go to Seattle to visit her parents and she, after a good conversation with her therapist, goes, I don't want to talk about skating while I'm here. Mm -hmm. And her parents are like, surprised. Right. But they're also like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. We don't have to. Okay. Yeah. And they have two really lovely days in Seattle. Yeah. It's really, it's really nice. And she kind of realizes that, that like a certain amount of this was like, in her own head of her own making mm-hmm. and that she has the power to set boundaries, which like, wish I did learn that at 21. There are some great lessons in this book. Mm-hmm. In between all the sex scenes, lots of really great lessons for life. Yeah. Boundaries are good. Boundaries are great. Highly recommend. And then uh, she and Nate go to Colorado by themselves. Yeah, because Nate hates his dad, who is a dickhead. Yes. Like kind of that typical rich dad character who's like very emotionally stunted and yes waves his money around and whatever yeah okay owns a ski lodge or something they ski own a resort s- ski resort in vale of course in vale of course they do uh nate has a 16 year old sister named sasha who's like a skiing prodigy mm-hmm. and his dad is like kind of mad that Nate went into hockey and doesn't want to own the ski resort later on. Yeah, and it's like a family business and whatever. But yeah. Nate's fucking loaded. He yeah. drives a Tesla for one. Yeah, a college kid in a Tesla that they mentioned in the book is a hundred grand. Uh huh. So they live off this lake, or Nate does his mansion with lots of staircases and rooms and nobody's there and yeah it's sterile and whatnot and a private lake pond yeah situation that's frozen over so nate's off to go buy her christmas present an ipad which is cute mm-hmm. uh and stop- for her planner i know for a digital planner they- see this reminded me that planners don't work on me and it made me wish that i used my ipad more efficiently but i don't i use mine to watch netflix I do the same thing. I turn it on like every month. Yeah. So I literally use mine to watch Netflix. That's it. I set it right here so that I can watch Netflix while I work. It's really nice while I travel, but I don't travel That's that it. much. Yeah. So I just, it's there. Anyway, he's getting her an iPad and she decided, they had gone skating on this frozen lake earlier together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And so she's like, that was so nice, like, doing this outdoors. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go skate while he's gone. And then he calls her while she's skating. She's looking for a deer. And so she's kind of on the edge of the lake or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, God, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. And he calls her. And she's like, oh, I'm looking for this deer. And he's like, Stassi, no. Right as she falls through the ice. Right. And then the phone line goes dead and he has to like rush home. And No, he was already home, thank God. Or she would oh, have truly he? died. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the house looking for her, couldn't find her. So he called her. And then, yeah. Yeah. In that moment, she falls through the ice and he rescues her. Yeah. Which And like takes her to the hospital and stuff. And- a harrowing moment in yeah. this book where things like that don't happen. And then they said, I love you, because they've both been thinking it for weeks. This was cute. And so this, like, near-death experience, they're like, shit, <laughs> guess I better say it. Yeah. This Which is, is all- really nice. This is also not long after they did decide, like, oh, we are boyfriend-girlfriend. Yeah, we're together together now. Because yeah. neither of them really wanted, Stasi especially didn't want to commit. And then Nate was kind of a, kind of a, not a womanizer. I don't know. He got around. Right. And- they both did. Yeah, they both did. And he didn't have a girlfriend or anything like that, really. He just, you know, hooked up right. a lot. And I don't know. They yeah. Would- and there's not really, there is a moment where he asks her, like, there's like a conversation had, but it's not like a big moment. They just kind of like naturally fall into We're boyfriend being girlfriend together. Yeah. yeah. After she'd been living with him for like two months. Right. Yes. <laughs> so naturally, you know, yeah. They get together and are official. Yeah. And she almost dies. And then, and then they're in love, and then they're about to fuck on the kitchen counter. <laughs> then they're about to fuck on the kitchen counter. <laughs> when Nate's 16-year-old sister walks in and is like, my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, I was just very funny. <laughs> it's very funny. I was waiting on somebody to walk in on somebody at some point, and then they get on the counter. I'm like, oh, yeah. Because this is so funny, because Stasi tells Nate to strip down and lay on the kitchen counter, and she's like, pulling a can of whipped cream out of the fridge, <laughs> and Me? then Sasha walks in. Okay, we haven't mentioned, I said this to you earlier, these college kids know too much about sex. They're yeah. too good at it. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about this. Like, I hope that this is the kind of sex that college students are having, because it's like healthy, it's consensual, it's like everyone's needs are met everyone's boundaries are are respected it's never terrible apparently it's never terrible and this is not the kind of sex i was having in college (laughs) it's just patently opposite of the kind of sex that i was having in college because i was like 19 and no one knows what they're doing except for these kids yeah i shouldn't call them kids they are adults right but they're 21 yeah the first time they have sex, I can't. Stasi does like the splits on top of him. Right, it was fucking wild. One, ow, yeah. But two, good for her. Right. I just, I just hope that this is an accurate re- reflection of the state of college students. Because if so, the kids are all right. I'm not as worried. Right. Oh, there's, there's hope for them. I know. I know. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Ha- happy for them if this is what's happening. Anyway. Um, so, so Sasha shows up and Nate's dad and they have this like awkward, they have a really terrible lunch. Yeah. Meal at the ski resort. Stassi like stands up for her, which fucking great right. for Sta- or Stassi. And weirdly, Nate's dad stands up for Stassi when the like waitress is kind of disrespecting her. 
it's like a it's like a power move right like but it's also like nice because yeah it felt like oh i recognize what you're doing i respect it like yeah i'm not gonna beat you down okay yeah i don't know he sucks but yeah that was like a yeah it was weird um but yeah so that's awkward um but it's it ends up being as fine as it can be, I guess. Yeah, Nate and his dad have like a very brief conversation about why Nate hates his dad so much. Mm-hmm. And so Nate's dad cheated on their mom who had like a rare blood disease. Yeah. And died when Nate was in eighth grade and he was cheating on her while she was sick. And then so that was that's one. And right. then Nate's best friend Robbie, who he goes to school with now. Robbie uses a wheelchair because when Nate and Robbie were in high school, Robbie got in a skiing accident and it was on Nate's family's resort mm-hmm. and Nate's dad just like checked out and like didn't help out the family, like seemed more worried that they were going to sue the resort. Mm-hmm. So Nate has a lot of resentment for his dad, rightfully so. Right. But then the, the conversation kind of goes... As well as it could, because, I yeah. mean, Nate's dad is kind of like, everyone makes mistakes, and, like, I'm I'm not super proud of some things that I've done. So it's, like, kind of an apology, but also, like, not really. Like, it could be better, but yeah. it feels like something. Nate notices at the end of this conversation where he looks at his dad and he's like, nobody hates my dad more than he hates himself. Yeah. And it's just, oh, ow. Yeah. True. Bummer. Yeah. But ouch. So there's, it's not great, but there's some kind of like, not resolution, but like moving toward they at acceptance, least, I guess. Yeah. They like acknowledge that this is a thing that's happening. Right. Which sometimes that's all you can get. And sometimes that's enough. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Um. So then we get kind of to the, 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 finally the end of this book. Yeah. I mean, we talked about very, again, not a lot hap- lots happens in this book. Nothing really happens in this book. Yeah, lots of like many, many, many really small plot things. Yeah. With a handful of big plot things. Yes. Um, so the final big plot thing is that Aaron is back and ready for their like big nationals competition. Mm-hmm. Even though Stasi is like, I low key kind of hate you. But I recognize that we need each other to They're compete. going to partners therapy together. Yeah, which is fucking weird. It's really fucking weird. Aaron goes to her when he's cleared to skate again and it's like, I want to be your partner. I realize I'm a bad friend, but you weren't there for me and it's it's awful. But yeah. he like takes her to a meeting with their coach and is like, we're going to do partner therapy. And she's Which in like, theory would maybe be a good idea. Mm-hmm. But the... Both she and both Stasi and Aaron are being very withholding in this like partners therapy. Mm-hmm. So none of the actual problems are getting solved. No, and it's a therapist that Aaron picked out, and yeah. like his mom is paying for, and it's it's not a healthy way to enter therapy with somebody. No, but like Stasi has, like I said, acknowledged that like she can't just write Aaron off because she needs him. They need each other. Yeah, Stasi is doing a very respectable thing here, which is you are a means to an end. I don't right. like you at all. I don't want to be friends with you, but you are my skating partner and I want to go to the Olympics. Right. Yeah. She's like, if I gave up now, it would like hurt me more than help me. Mm-hmm. Um, so they like nail it at nationals. Da- <laughs> skating to Kiss Me by Sixpence, None the Richer. Yeah. 
a classic. Um, but then Aaron fucking kisses her <gasps> in front of everyone. Nate is there. He yeah. managed to scoot on down there to watch Stasi after his hockey game. Which Stasi doesn't know that he's coming. She, yeah. He like plans to surprise her, basically. Right. And it's from Nate's perspective where mm-hmm. he's like, oh, they're fucking nailing it. Everyone looks so good. This is great. Oh my gosh. Wait, way to go, Stasi. And then, yeah, Aaron fucking kisses her right. for like the finale. And then afterward, like, Stasi's obviously upset. And Aaron's like, I don't understand why it's such a big deal. Like, it was part of the theatrics, caught up in the moment, like, whatever. Which, like, if he had been a normal person up to this point, I could maybe kind of see mm-hmm. of, like, oh, we're, like, playing this role, you know? But it's just, like, the straw that broke the camel's back. And even the coach is like, fuck you, Aaron. Don't talk to her. <laughs> this was also horrifying to me. Yeah. Oh, my God. It made my skin crawl. Yeah. It was disgusting. It's so gross. And also because I was wondering, like, for the bulk of this book, I was like, is Aaron treating her like this because he, like, has feelings for her? And is that where this is going to go? Like, is that why he's being so weird about her sleeping with other guys? Like, Mm -hmm. is he in love with her or something? And that's what's going to come out at the end. And so I was wondering if that was what was happening here. But then he's like, no, it was just like the theatrics of it. Yeah. Which, again, I feel like I could maybe wrap my head around a little bit had he not been such a shithead all the other times. Yeah. It's ooh, it's a baffling choice for yeah. anybody. But uh, it's it's just, again, like he's manipulating her to get what he wants or just feel or like look better or, or something. Aaron is a baffling character mm-hmm. of is he just one of those people that's just a bad person just because? I and and again, how aware is he of it? It's like hard to say. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um also right before Nate arrives at this competition, he finds out Aaron lied about his injury. Oh yeah, that it happened cuz he was drunk and like dicking around with some of his friends on the beach. Yeah, all of his friends go to UCLA and so he was like with his friends and they were playing football and he hurt his arm that way, but yeah. he said he like slipped on something at the rink and it was the hockey player's fault. So he just straight up lied. Right. Got Nate benched and then so Nate shows up to the competition and to his credit is like I'm not going to start anything, right. but I am really mad. Right. I'm going to tell Stasi, obviously. Right. And then gets there and sees obviously what happens. Goes yeah. to get Stasi, checks on her first, punches Nate. No, punches Aaron. Yeah. And then they leave. Stasi quits the competition halfway through. Yeah, but thankfully their scores were high enough that they that it was still like okay. Like they she still did well. But yeah. They didn't like go on or whatever, obviously, because she's like, I'm out. Yeah, they were supposed to perform again, and she was like, I'm not fucking doing that. Yeah. So she and Nate leave. Yeah, and, like, then after that, like, everything, like, Stasi is, like, still wanting to go to the Olympics. She finds out that Aaron got transferred to UCLA, and she's like, good, he'll be with his friends, good for him, never have to see him again, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and yeah, that's like, I mean, it kind of just ends and then we get an epilogue. Oh boy. (laughs) The epilogue was a lot. I kind of wish it hadn't happened. I kind of wish so too. So the epilogue picks up two and a half years later and- Which means that, let's say Stassi and Aaron were 
at the oldest 22 in the main bulk of this book. Because mm-hmm. if they, well, I guess Aaron or Nate might have been 22. 22 and Stassi was probably 21 because he was a senior and she was a junior. Yeah. Stassi says that she was 21 to Nate's dad. Um, oh, okay. 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 So she was 21, which means two and a half years later, she is 23, maybe 24, depending on. Mm-hmm. So still very young. So she's st- been to the Olympics. She, she won the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. She got a gold medal at the Olympics. Yeah. She's a single skater now or whatever whatever the right way to say it. Solo, that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. She skates by herself. She's yeah. not a partner skater anymore. Uh, Nate is in the NHL, which yes. was his plan all along, is that he was going to graduate school and go play for the Vancouver Vipers or something. I don't know. <laughs> he's going to Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, two and a half years later, instead, he's now playing for Seattle. She's a uh, famous figure skater. And she's fucking pregnant. Yeah. Accidentally. There are three accidental pregnancies in this book. Yeah. And two of them are just, like, mentioned. And then this... This one's kind of funny because, as we learned throughout the book, Stassi gets really nervous on her performance days mm-hmm. and throws up. Mm-hmm. And she threw up her birth control pill. You know what? This is a great ad for the Nuva Ring. <laughs> Which is my preferred method of birth control. Or the IUD, which is my preferred method. You can't throw up either of those. Nope. You cannot. So Nate knocks her up on accident. (laughs) Which is kind of funny, but I was like, oh my gosh, she's so young. She's so young. She's got so much more skating to do. Yeah. Probably. Not to say she can't skate after she's had a baby. Right. She did have a teammate who got pregnant and didn't come back to skating. Right. And then Nate proposes, which is fine. Yeah, that's expected. Yeah. But my God, these people are 24. I know. I was like reading this and I was like, I am so stressed for you guys. <laughs> I, it was very cute that they're like still together and like independently famous. But also yeah. like, I don't I love the idea of just a skating power couple. Yeah. Like they go on this vacation and people are like taking photos with them, which is cute. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. Uh, yeah, I'm so fucking stressed. I, yeah, it was, I was like, oh my god, y'all are young. This is too much for me. But it, it felt very weird that there were so many accidental pregnancies in this book. Yeah, and as as we've established on this podcast before, I do not like a surprise pregnancy in a romance novel. Too real, man. Yeah, like it's okay if it's at the end in the epilogue sometimes, but for this, I was like, they're so young. They're so young. I would have been more fulfilled if they were both just like killing it in their careers. And then maybe they got engaged. But yeah. also, I didn't even need that. I, I didn't need an epilogue in this. I did not either. I would have been... I mean, it was nice to see, like, oh, yeah, Stassi did go to the Olympics. And, like, Nate is in the NHL. And, like, everyone's doing great. But... I didn't need the baby. I didn't need the baby either. And, like, she seems very happy about the baby. Nate bought her a Range Rover to yeah. say sorry for getting her pregnant. But Ryan Outka. <laughs> if you... <laughs> If you get Katie pregnant, we if also and get when her you pregnant. knock me up, I would like a Range Rover. <laughs> it's your baby present, your push present. My push present is it's a Range, Range Rover. Rover. Can you picture me in a Range Rover? It's like a fucking tank. <laughs> also, it'd be very funny to see a giant Range Rover parked in front of your very normal house. Right? Yeah, we would be like that house down the street with that huge truck that barely even fits in the driveway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ryan's tiny little Mazda. I know. We would have to get rid of the Mazda just to make room in the driveway <laughs> for the Range Rover. We're a one-car family now. Yeah, we're a one-car. Not because, because we can't afford two cars, but because our driveway is too small. <laughs> we literally can't fit them yeah. in our driveway. <laughs> There's too much shit in our garage. Um, 
But yeah, that that was my only real beef with the book was I didn't really love the epilogue. I know, and like, I I can get past it. I still really enjoyed the book, but I was just like, damn, why? Yeah, I know, I know. But I think it's really hard to put. We've talked about this before. It's hard to pull off an epilogue. Yeah, they just sometimes end up being. They so often end up being cheesy. I know. Yeah, the people who really nail it, my girl Emily. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know. I can't. I'm sure. It's hard. It is hard. It is yeah. hard. I don't know. I think just with this one, I was caught up on how young they are. Yeah, me too. Of like, I cannot imagine being 24, having gone to the Olympics, I guess, mm-hmm. too. Obviously, I am uh, nowhere near the Olympics or the career levels of Nate Horstasi. Sure. But cannot imagine being 24 and with child. No. I'm 26 and can't imagine being with child. I'm was, engaged and can barely imagine that. I was just an idiot when I was 24. So like thinking of 24-year-old Katie, I'm like, oh, no. But yeah, I have overall thoughts next in our in our outline. Um, Would you like to share some overall thoughts? Yeah, I really, um, I really liked this book, like rather unexpectedly. Um, and it was kind of one of those books for me that like did not – it wasn't so much like while I was reading it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is fun. I like this. But I finished it like three days ago, four days ago. And it keeps like kind of popping back up into my consciousness of like, oh, I liked that. And I feel like that for me is like a tell mm. is like if I'm because a lot of books, I just kind of read them. And then immediately I'm like, OK, right. Moving on. Yeah. Next book. But this one's kind of lingered for a little while and not because I'm like stuck on any of the plot points or anything but just because i'm like oh that was fun that was nice that was was a nice experience hmm yeah i did really enjoy this one i don't know if i expected to or not i just kind of went in with it being like okay a hockey romance yeah try this out let's see what happens yeah and i did very much enjoy it i got to explain to some guys behind me in line at a movie at south by one what book talk was and two (laughs) that hockey romance is really big right now these were like two guys in their 50s from la so that was fun. That was a new experience. So there, there is, this is the first in a series. How many are in the series? I do not know. Um, but the next one is called Wildfire. Um, oh, and it's about Russ. So it looks like Russ has a one night stand and this woman disappears before Russ is able to get her full name. <gasps> oh no. What is it? She, like, leaves before – oh, my God. This is so my shit. She leaves before Russ is able to get her full name. Then the next line in the blurb is, imagine their surprise when they bump into each other on the first day of the summer camp where they are both counselors. Yes, yes, <gasps> yes, yes. We did talk about this because it's camp counselor core. Camp counselors. I'm so ready. Ooh. It comes out October 3rd. Oh, my God. Someone please put it on NetGalley. I need the advanced copy. I need it right now. Put it into my veins. This is the summer version of uh, Hockey Romance. I'm. S- that's why I can't wait until October for it to come out. I, I, need, I need the arc. Right. I need to read it in June. NetGalley, do you hear us? Please. Please, please. Um, any stray notes? Let me look at my notes app. Oh, on Halloween, they dressed as the cast of Despicable Me, so I wrote, she's fucking a man dressed as Gru. (laughs) (laughs) 
I forgot about that. They're dressed as the cast of Despicable Me, like, at the club. <laughs> just, and Nate is Gru, and all the other players are minions, which is so fucking funny. I love that. Imagine going home with a minion, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was that was my only note um, that we didn't already talk about. Uh, I wrote, Nate is the only rich college guy to use his powers for good because he throws his roommate, Robbie, a surprise party for his birthday, which mm. was very cute. Yeah, that is cute. It's when he and Stassi first hook up and it's casino theme and it's black tie. Yeah. Which is very nice. Cool college kids. Yeah. Uh, Multiple times, Stassi is not wearing underwear and she really should because she almost bends over. And also yeah. I'm like, it is uncomfortable to not wear underwear with a dress. Right. So I wrote, Stassi should wear underwear. Yeah, uh, she should. Not even, not at all in a slut-shamey way, but mostly in a... Logistics. Logistics. Is that comfortable for you? Probably not. The only thing I can't wear underwear with is, like, leggings. Yes, that is the only thing that makes sense. I can't, ooh, I don't, I'm not going to get into it, but Mm-mm. I'm just like, that's got to be gross. Not gross, but just uncomfortable. It's got to feel gross. Yes, that's what I mean. Exactly. Um, And then my last one that we haven't talked about is um, we, we get migraine representation in a romance uh, novel. Yeah. I get migraines really badly, just like Nate does. Yeah. And it was nice to see some representation <laughs> from a man who also vomits when he gets a really bad migraine. Yeah. And I was and like, this like, is passes very- Passes out. Yeah. It was very accurate. It was very, very accurate. Yeah. So that's what I'll say about that. Yeah. Well, good book. Give us number two immediately. Yes. Please and thank you. Mr. Net Galley. Katie and I thank the Puck Bunnies. Yeah. This was great. Thanks. Thanks to the TikTokers who made us read this book. Um, what are you reading now, Abigail? I know you literally just finished this book yesterday, so have you picked up anything else? No. Uh, I finished this book yesterday because I've been running around living my South by life, unfortunately. What are you going to pick up next? I am going to pick up next. Let me pull it up. My March book of the month, which is not a romance. Uh, Katie and I coordinate our book of the month so we can trade, which it doesn't always happen the way we intend it to, but logistically, it makes sense. Also, it just doesn't make sense for us to buy the same book, so we at least try to buy separate ones with the idea that if we want the other one, we we will, yeah. Yes, exactly. Sometimes I don't really care enough to follow through with it, but with this one, I will, for sure. Yes, this one is Wayward by Amelia Hart, and yeah, it's like magical realism, which is different from what I usually read. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's about different women in different time periods. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Try not to read too much of the blurb because I don't really want to remind myself what it's about before I pick it up. Um, yeah. But it should be here today or tomorrow. And it is going to be one that when I get it, I'm not going to look at it. I'm just going to start reading it and see where it takes me. So while we're talking about our books of the month, I'm very excited about mine. I got two, and then annoyingly, I got approved for the arc no! of one of them. But whatever. I think I'm going to like it, so I've, I'm glad I have it. But I'm very excited to read The London Seance Society, which is by the same author that did The Lost Apothe- Apothecary, which I know you haven't read yet, but I loved it. I have it. I made it a book of the month when it was book it's of the so month, good. and I just haven't picked it up. It's on my shelf. I loved it. I know and then exactly the- where it is. The other book is um, I Have Some Questions for You by Rebecca Mackay. I don't know if I'm saying that right or not, but it's like a 
a successful film professor and podcaster. <laughs> um, so it's like a, I've read that it's sort of a commentary on the ethics of like tr- doing true crime mm. content, um, which is personally and professionally interesting to me. Um, but that's not what I'm reading right now. <laughs> what are you reading right now? Well, I'm reading, I'm still reading my February book of the month, which is River Sing Me Home by Eleanor Shearer. And it's about like slavery in the Caribbean, basically, like in right. Barbados and Trinidad and stuff, which I, so it's historical fiction, um, but it's very educational to me because I don't know that much about the history of slavery in that part of the world. Mm-hmm. So, and it's also just fucking heartbreaking. It's this woman who, was enslaved and she ran away um and now she's like trying to find her children who Mm. she had while she was enslaved and all her kids kind of got like sold or you know yeah given away or whatever so she's trying to hunt them down so it's fucking heartbreaking But I also finally picked up this like fantasy historical gay romance, which hits a lot of boxes. Yeah. It's a marvelous light. I just started it this morning, so I have no commentary other than I'm excited. Nice. Yeah. Well. But. Our next book. Most excitingly. Well, for one thing, our next episode is going to be Taylor Swift themed, which I have tried to push since we started this. We're finally doing it ahead of the tour. Yes. Well, I guess it'll come out as the tour is happening. Ahead of when we go to the tour. Ahead of when we go to the tour. But our next monthly read is finally giving our girl, Abby Jimenez, her own episode. We have talked about her so much because we love her so much. And yes. And we're finally doing a full episode. I somewhat... I've I've said this before. I somewhat regret that we didn't do part of your world, so we're making up for it. Yes. With yours truly, which comes out April 11th. Yes. And we both have the advanced copies of it, so the episode is going to come out April 12th. So everyone is just going to have to read the book on April 11th. (laughs) (laughs) But it will be ready for you when you finish the book. Yes. So that that is nice. Precisely. Katie, would you like to read the blurb of yours truly? I would love to. My allergies are so bad, so we'll see if I make it <laughs> through this. <laughs> I'm going to get the phlegm out. So the tagline is a novel of terrible first impressions, hilarious second chances, and the joy in finding your perfect match, <laughs> which is very funny because I just watched all of Perfect Match on Netflix. I was going to say, this sounds like a tagline for like The Bachelor or something. Yeah, for sure. Dr. Brianna Ortiz's life is seriously flatlining. Her divorce is just about finalized. Her brother's running out of time to find a kidney donor. Holy shit. (laughs) And that promotion she wants? Oh, that's probably going to the new man doctor. Man dash doctor. The new man doctor. Man doctor. (laughs) Who's already registering 80 friggin seven on Brianna's pain in my ass scale. It does say friggin in this this blurb. Nice. Great. Keep going. But just when all systems are set to hate, Dr. Jacob Maddox completely flips the game by sending Brianna a letter. And it's a really good letter, like the kind that proves that Jacob isn't actually Satan. Worse, he might be this fantastically funny and subversively likable guy who's terrible at first impressions. Because suddenly he and Brie are exchanging letters, sharing lunch dates in her, quote, sob closet, and discussing the merits of freakishly tiny horses. What? 
Um, like little Sebastian? <laughs> yeah, like little Sebastian. <laughs> but when Jacob decides to give Brianna the best gift imaginable, a kidney for her brother, what the fuck? She wonders just how she can resist this quietly sexy new doctor, especially when he calls in for a favor she can't refuse. There's a lot going on here. I can't wait. That is a lot. (laughs) For one thing, I love a sob closet because friend of the pod, Tyson, when he started his job working with us, the first day I showed him the the single bathroom in the newspaper office where we go to cry. And he said that was the moment that he knew we would be friends. So so I empathize with the sob closet. Sob closet is maybe better than sob bathroom, but uh, I would go hide in that bathroom pretty often. Yeah, yeah. When I was having a bad day, just go hang out in the single bathroom. No one's yeah. going to bother you. I feel like I'm going to need a sob closet reading this book. So Brie is the friend in yeah, part, part of, of your world, world too. So mm-hmm. we're continuing with our extended universe. Yeah. Fucking pumped. I loved Brie and Part of Your World, so. This has 4.74 stars on Goodreads. Shut up. And I have, out of 1,400 reviews. Holy and shit. 2,400 ratings. Um, so I imagine a lot of those are those typical, like, I'm going to give it five stars before I even read it. But a lot of the, I'm, like, scrolling through them, and um, they... These are people who read it and loved it. I'm so excited. I read a few reviews a few weeks ago. I don't remember how I stumbled on them, but people are like, this is the best one of Abby Jimenez. <sighs> and I don't know how you can. I've loved all of them. Yeah. Except for the first one. I didn't really love, but yeah, that's good. okay. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. This review says, everyone should know that I'm a man hater to my core, but would I risk it all for Jacob Maddox? Absolutely, I would. Ooh, Okay. Okay. I don't think I've pre-ordered this, so I'm going to go do it right now from our bookshop where you also can pre-order it. Speaking of which, our bookshop still exists and we would love for you to order from it. Yeah. Um, give give our girl Abby your cash. Give us some pennies. We'll take them. And give your favorite local bookstore some of your pennies also. Yeah. We're big fans of bookshop. Yeah. Highly support. If you can't order from our bookshop, go to your local independent bookstore. Yes. Or your local library. Yes. Also which gives no fans. one money, but makes everyone happy and makes the world better. Yes. Big fan of the library here. Um, all of your information is in this, so I'm going to log out and do it in, <laughs> in my own great personal uh, bookshop account. Anyway, we'll see you next time for something Taylor Swift related. I'm excited to plan this episode. We don't know where it's going to go, but... um... But it's going to be Taylor Swift, which is all that matters. Yep. All that matters. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.